Let's go down to the urban homestead, Pasadena by the freeway. Right down there on the urban homestead, Jules and his family are working away. Come on down to the farm in the city, back to the future, back to the plan. Right down there on the urban homestead, loving the life, back into the land. Oh, oh, oh. help the garden grow, singing. Oh, 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 we've got to help the garden grow. Welcome to the Urban Homestead Radio. We are your hosts, Annie, Jordan. Special thanks to our sponsor, Layman's, in Kidron, Ohio. For over 60 years, they have provided practical, non-electrical tools and appliances and home goods. Our family has been a huge fan of theirs since the 1990s and have purchased many quality products for our own homestead. When technology fails, their products will certainly work. So check out their website and online catalog at layman's.com. That's L-E-H-M-A-N-S dot com. We appreciate the support of this podcast. Oh, oh, oh. Help the garden grow. Sing it. Oh, oh, oh. We've got to help, help the garden grow. Oh, oh, oh. Help the garden grow. Sing it. Oh, oh, oh. We've got to help the garden grow. Thanks for tuning in. Today we have a special guest, Dustin Emmons. Thanks for coming today and um, talking about food, fitness, and everything in between. So tell us a little bit more about yourself. So I first of all want to thank you guys for having me. Um, but a little bit about me. Mm-hmm. Uh, born in Houston, Texas. I'm going to give you guys everything here. Um, <laughs> and then we moved to Palmdale and eventually La Crescenta, which is just kind of right down the road from you guys here in Pasadena. Um, I was a baseball player is kind of my background and that's what led me into all of this health and fitness stuff so played high school baseball I played college baseball and lucky enough I got to play two years with the New York Mets so that's kind of how all of my fitness experience and background kind of started mm-hmm. um, and then it really just kind of built into getting in, in love with the training aspect so once I finally got done playing with with baseball, I got released. Uh, I kind of was like, why don't I just start doing this whole training thing? And, and towards the end of my career, I get into all the food and nutrition. And um, I had a lot of issues with my own body and, and my family has like a history of gastrointestinal issues and Crohn's disease and stuff like that. So at a very young age, at like 16, I had an upper GI colonoscopy already. And I'm like, those are things that like are supposed to happen to old people, right? Yeah. Right. And then that kind of was like the first scare. I uh, really didn't do too, too much about um, the whole food aspect um, or the health aspect. But right in college, I ran upon a website called like the Seven Ancient Health Secrets. Mm-hmm. And the very first lesson that this uh, couple, they helped their mom like survive from cancer. Mm-hmm. But the very first lesson was green smoothies. And the lesson behind it was living enzymes and live food and raw food and stuff like that and i threw in like water spinach banana and strawberries and it was like a light bulb like something had went off that was like this is the missing link to what you've been looking for and that was kind of my eye-opening aha moment and i I could tell you everything about the day i was in (laughs) i was in eugene oregon 
at my host family's house playing in summer baseball and that food experience and that's why i'm so attached to food and fitness now is that that just totally changed my life because that started this whole blend of well now i'm going to start paying attention to my food so mm -hmm. i felt like it comes in phases i started to count calories and then i was like hmm i started to lose some weight i started to feel better and then it went to i'm going to read ingredients mm -hmm. now it's the you know the less number of ingredients the better for you and it kind of evolved into this whole phase or continuum from mm -hmm. reading something online having a good experience to now shopping at farmers markets and doing the best i can with you know being conscious about my money and, mm -hmm. and really supporting the people that do this thing for a living and a lot of you listeners i know do this for a living so thank you guys <laughs> yeah yeah. Uh, well, so hence food and why you're here, um, you're frequent visitors to the cafe that I work at, but as a long story, you, you knew about the Urban Homestead before that and kind of went to one of our workshops, so it's, we've been sort of uh, coming across each other quite often these days, so yeah, tell us a little was, bit about that. I ran into Justin literally right on the sidewalk, <laughs> and he, um, I told him that if you guys would have said I would be here like five years, six years down the road, I would have thought you guys are crazy, but... Mm -hmm. Literally, that's the thing that sparked uh, this this meeting. But I was going through a holistic health coaching like seminar. It was a weekend course and stuff like that. And the guy that I'm learning from and my mentor is his name is Paul Check. He owns and runs the Check Institute, which stands for Corrective Holistic Exercise Kidra, or I think they've now updated to kinesiology, mm -hmm. um, but it really was that is what started kind of a real like direct path of I can make a career out of this. I want to help people kind of experience what I did mm -hmm. and, you know, obviously make a living sharing my experience and learning more about that. So in his book, How to Eat, Move and Be Healthy, some of his nutritional, you know, practices and just kind of the way of eating comes from Weston A. Price and nutrition and physical degeneration. And looking into that book and going, wow, like the food that I eat could change the bone structure of my face. It could rot my teeth. Mm -hmm. It could deteriorate my joints. I could get cancer and sickness. It kind of was like, well, I'm a baseball player. And I'm doing something that's unnatural, which is throw a baseball overhand. I don't know if you guys know this, but throwing overhand, it goes against the way your arm should work. That's why softball players that throw underhand, they can mm. throw so much longer in a season. Yeah, yeah and if right? you naturally throw something, it's yeah. not usually overhand. Like if you said, throw you me know, throw me this apple, I'd just like, you know, underhand yeah, it to you. Yeah, the granny toss. <laughs> yeah, the granny toss. That's the natural way of the body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's interesting. So to go into that, a hundred times in a game you're creating inflammation right so if you're consuming inflammatory foods right and drink then you're just kind of adding an insult to injury and it's not you are going to get hurt it's just a matter of when mm -hmm. so it could be 15 20 years and the guys could you know pitch an entire career but that was something that again just kind of sparked my interest in learning of like wow like at the cellular level and one year from now we are an entire different person mm -hmm. than we are today mm -hmm. my skin cells every three day bone cells every seven days it's just shocking to me that i'm like i'm like totally different <laughs> than i was last year and the things that i eat and and the types of exercise and movement too that's another big piece um that after my baseball career 
I started to train with something called yoga, which is yoga for jocks. Mm. So it's specifically designed for like an athlete's body because a lot of athletes in the off season, they want to go get flexible and they want to maybe lose a little weight. They go mm-hmm. to these, uh, what's the, the hot yoga, the Bikram yoga. Mm-hmm. But what a lot of times athletes don't know is that we're training our entire lives to be short, quick and explosive. Okay, so Jana Webb was the creator of yoga and she actually just opened my eyes to, you can do yoga but in a different way that's gonna actually help your athletic performance. Where she, in her experience, saw a lot of injuries from guys going in the off season getting really, really flexible mm-hmm. and kind of losing some of that, that mm-hmm. like short twitch kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So that was my first like kick into the door of trying to help athletes. And the way I think of athletes is just anybody's an athlete, right? Mm-hmm. A person you watch on TV, Tom Brady on the Super Bowl, he mm-hmm. does the same exact patterns we do. Mm-hmm. People and your guys' listeners on the farm, you guys bend, you guys twist, you push, you pull, mm-hmm. you lunge, you carry things. Right? They just do it at an accelerated rate, mm-hmm. okay? And they've gotten really good at it to where they're not gonna get injured, you know what I mean? And they mm-hmm. have people in their corners that help them with that. Uh, but something I was thinking about with you guys as listeners, you guys don't have an entire staff devoted to you at the <laughs> yeah. end of the day. Oh, no. Just us. You are your staff. <laughs> you know? You're your entire staff. Yeah. So, you know, it's not a surprise that those guys, you know, rarely get hurt. And if they do, it's a real quick recovery process. If a guy gets hurt in the NFL or MLB, they're usually in the x-ray, mm-hmm. in the stadium, or they get jetted somewhere really close. Mm-hmm. And they could be under the knife in less than eight hours. If one of you guys gets injured or hurt, it's now, oh, okay, I gotta make a doctor's appointment. Now I gotta wait three months and this, that, the other. Or we suck and it up. Which is <laughs> 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 what we usually roll do. out of bed like, <laughs> <laughs> One day I was like, yeah. oh, I can really well, get let's just keep it rolling. Keep it rolling so. I don't have time for this. And I was like, I don't, first of all, we don't have time to get sick. And like I said, a lot of, I think a lot of listeners are either, you know, they either um, full-time, you know, either farming, gardening, as a hobby or full-time, homesteading. Um, so active in a sense of like, we have active lifestyles and food is important to us too. So you came to a fermenting workshop and then yeah. uh, at the homestead and then yeah. you're right, like, said, then yeah. you met Christina Evans, who's the owner of, or co-owner of Rest, which you frequent, I think, almost every day or every other yeah, day. Every if day. I don't see you, you're there. <laughs> and you're eating the soups, which, you know, that's, and enjoy, you know, eating the soups. <laughs> but I think um, what I found interesting was there was one time I was there and I sat down, there was a conversation. You mentioned something about working out and working in. Yes. That's and I said, uh, see, the farmers need to know that because we do put out a lot of energy. I'm like constantly, you know, breaking my yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. breaking our backs out there and i and we talked to other farmers and they're like oh my back Mm -hmm. and you had some interesting viewpoint and our our energy levels are Mm -hmm. low Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so i first want to just let the listeners know i have zero experience (laughs) in farming itself so i'm giving you guys these little things again keep in mind that my knowledge and experience is very limited in the day-to-day farming but they kind of filled me in um you know, I know how grueling a professional athlete's schedule can be. So that's kind of the only experience that I can talk from. Mm-hmm. Um, but the whole concept of work out and work in, again, it goes back to one of my mentors, Paul Check, and the Czech Institute of anytime you're expending energy, okay, with anything, whether that's with your work, whether that's with, you know, recreational exercise, okay, you're getting rid of life force energy out into the world. Okay, and then you've got to think of a balance of when are we working in. So things that we can work in with are sleep, 
nutrition, hydration. So these are three kind of yin principles, okay? Mm -hmm. And then the three yang principles, okay, are movement, breathing, and thinking, because those are the three things that kind of drive our everyday existence, right? I'm thinking about, I gotta put food on the table, right? I'm breathing in the farm and whatever I'm doing, that's mm -hmm. gonna be expending energy. And what is it, thinking? I breathing. said breathing. breathing. And moving, obviously, mm -hmm. you're obviously moving. So those are the six foundational principles of the Czech Institute. Um, and it takes the whole approach of, you've got to balance your work in and your work out, knowing that it's never going to be an ideal balance, but it's this kind of wavering, right? It's 12 hours out on the farm. What am I going to do that night? Maybe it's 10, 20 minutes all I have. Instead of going to the you know, boot camp that's going to really make you tired, Maybe it is 20 minutes of breathing work with your shoes off, grounded back to the earth, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or it's a meditation app. The technology now is really cool. I literally was just thinking about this on our walk, or on my walk, was they've got seven minute workouts, they've got 10 minute workouts. So I feel like with fitness and your guys' lifestyle that are listening, it's not conducive to drop everything you're doing, go to a gym for an hour, drive back, right? And that's a whole two hour process. Mm -hmm that's gonna cut into your guys' livelihood. And yeah. that's something that, um, as a remote health and fitness coach, okay, I can give you guys strategies, tools, and tactics to kind of, you know, find fitness and health into your lifestyle, rather than you having to change your lifestyle, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what I see a lot of, just kind of in the mainstream, and in my experience, is that it's gotta be like a mindset shift from all or nothing to always something. Mm -hmm. So if nothing has to be perfect, yeah. right? And every and little bit looking, counts, yeah. Yeah, and we're looking on this like continuum of, okay, well, I just did all of this work today um, and that was 10 hours. So that's mm -hmm. 10 hours of working out. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna sleep for eight. Ideally, maybe that's it. I get up at 3.30 okay. to hit the gym. Yeah. Um, that's the fantasy of eight hours, yeah. okay. Uh, let's say ideal. Well, let's the chickens have to be let out, so we're, we're up at six. Yeah, right? Up at, at six, least, uh, okay. At so, least, five. So 10 to six mm -hmm. is, is kind of the rule of thumb mm -hmm. with, with sleep, with circadian mm -hmm. rhythms and all that stuff. Um, again, it's all individualized, but uh, um, if we're working out that much with our just job, right? We just have to think, how can I reboot my system? Okay, I know Culture Club 101 down the street, mm -hmm. they've got like, Elena's got a grounding mat now, and every time I go in there, right, they're kind of in the ground floor of just trying it out. Mm -hmm. um, I jump on there for 10, 20 minutes, right? And it's taking away all the EMF. I'm pretty new to the EMF, I don't know if you guys yes. know. Mm -hmm. So what is, can you help me learn more maybe, about? Maybe explain grounding, and then we can go into what, well, well, grounding, grounding. So grounding. Don't, yeah, don't so just grounding the concept, again, learning from the Czech Institute of, right, when we have synthetic shoes or footwear on, right, we're kind of disconnected from the earth. So whenever we get our shoes off and we get into either grass or uh, even wood, mm -hmm. beach, the park, um, granite, you know, some of these, you know, kitchens, you know, you got tile and granite and stuff like that, like really getting onto that surface right, and really just kind of laying there. Usually I'll just either stand up if I'm outside and um, set a timer because again we all have things to do. So again <laughs> I'm not dropping the entire responsibility of everything to do this. You've got to find 
um, you know, ways to just plug and play these little things in there. So whether it's five, 10 minutes before I leave for the day, or if it's five, 10, 20 minutes is like a dream if mm -hmm. I can do that when I get home to kind of unwind all that stuff. Um, just mental clarity that I've experienced. Um, and then getting back to where you're breathing. That's a big thing when we're going day to day, we mouth breathe or we chest breathe. So that's a stress breath, right? And if we breathe into our belly, that's a relaxation breath. So think of that as the yang and the yin function also that we talked about earlier of working in and working out. So when you're grounding yourself, okay, cold showers is another really good one. In the morning, first thing I do is cold as you can get. And I got one of those time toothbrushes. Uh, yeah, I'm, it's, I'm a nerd, but it's okay. Two minutes, right, of the toothbrushing while I'm going cold shower on the back of the neck. That kind of gives me a jolt, a little less dependent on the caffeine when you're waking up at 3.30. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's uh, grounding, I guess, in, yeah, in my own experience. You read an article about yeah. somebody... Uh, I think it was so, 10 or 20 years ago. I think it was um, a little YouTube video or some YouTube, it's a video Somebody going around about grounding and, and the guy, he he figured that, you know, if, if people grounded themselves on grass and stuff, and so what he did is he scanned their body before. No, he said he went to UCLA. Yeah, he yeah, Midwest something like came that. out to UCLA yeah, and, and said, said, can we just, I do want an infrared of these people. And they were like red and orange and, and really And he important. said, you know, yeah. just do it. And then they walked around and grounded themselves barefoot mm -hmm. on the grass and then they infrared them again. And they were like, And they were all green. Oof. And they said, I'll send you he, the link. It was, really, it was really fascinating because they said, okay, well, what difference does it make? Mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. And they mm -hmm. took off their shoes, they walked on the grass 30 minutes or walked on the Yeah, information was down. And their, the information, the red, mm -hmm. the infrared that showed up on the thing, they were now green mm -hmm. versus red. And it was just stunning. Infrared. Huh, that's yeah. interesting. You know, they can I mean, they scan sense them, heat, you know, like heat and thing. When, okay. then when you scan it, green is good. Green is good, red is bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, the yeah. yang and the yin, yeah. maybe, maybe. Yeah. I, so. I mean, we, we, I mean, I, I grew up going bare feet, so I'm always barefoot. Oh, yeah, well, if I can, if I can. So yeah, yeah EMF is just the electronic, um, you know, with the cell phones and the and the towers and stuff. Uh, people think you know, or ha we're having issues with mm. just too much, you know, electromagnetic stuff. frequencies. Yes, it's What's these frequency? things you can't see that are happening right now. <laughs> Wi-Fi, yeah, like, mm. so it goes beyond like, well, if I can't see it, then it's not happening. But it could be draining you. It could be a potential thing, you know. Yeah, uh, and that kind of ties into the infrared you were talking about, Justin of like your aura and chakra system. And again, yeah. a lot of yogis kind of know about the chakra system and the seven year cycles of development, right? Mm -hmm. Zero to seven, seven to 14, 14, 21, like every single seven year cycle. Again, we're just brand new evolvements and it's this philosophy of developing first through the safety and security chakra, your root chakra, right? Who's my family? Who's my tribe? Am I safe? Mm -hmm. right? mm -hmm. The second chakra is um, rhythm and flow, sexuality. It's not a surprise when you're seven to 14, we all go through puberty, right? Mm -hmm. And then uh, 14 to 21 is your solar plexus. So your personal power, your self-will, right? That's your metabolism there. The fourth chakra is how to give and receive love. That's at the heart. The throat chakra, you're talking communications, the fifth one. And the sixth one, I'm testing myself here. <laughs> sixth one's the third eye, no, crown, and then the third eye. I could have them switched around. 
All my um, yogis out there, don't get mad if I got those wrong. Send me a message. I got the, the biggest, fifth. The biggest thought I crown. Because, yeah, the, the place I come from, they teach that, and they just yeah. said this little talk, and I think it's thought I didn't crown. I'm not at the fifth one yet. I'm at the fourth. Okay, okay. I'm 28. So. Give me some breaks. <laughs> there you go. And, Only a more years. Yeah, and when you come into the to the cafe, you know, you know, give you your food, but we often talk, and you, you mentioned food is basically key role in health too um, and, and you know you can talk whole foods, about, yeah, whole foods, foods and, and, and then hydration yeah and hydration but you mentioned something about chewing chewing yeah so this is something that I picked up from um, Precision Nutrition so mm -hmm. they're a Canadian online based program and they're actually who I've gotten certified through uh, for the about last about four years I've been studying through them but a lot of times when we're looking for either fat loss as a client we see that a lot in, in the work I do or just you know nutrition coaching in general um, we focus on the food type so what type of food am I is it carbs is it sugar is it protein is it the no fat this is it the all fat that okay so that's one thing that we focus on and then another thing is food timing so when do when's this time the best to eat or versus this you know and then another one is food amount so all diets have those three tenants in place food type food timing and food amount okay but what a lot of people don't focus on, and it's again, this mindset shift of how you're consuming your food. Are you being mindful sitting and it's a struggle? I still, mm -hmm. you know, every day it's a battle. I want to, you know, things are going on. I want to watch a YouTube video mm -hmm. while I'm, you know, eating. But how you consume your food dictates how fast you eat, okay? And it takes 20 minutes for your body to feel full and satisfied, okay? So if you're eating a lot of calories within those 20 minutes, Okay. At the end of the day, you're going to consume a lot more. So with our like fat loss clients, what we help them do is first pay attention mm -hmm. to what they're doing. So we tell them to eat slow. Yeah. For two weeks, they practice. It's all the habit-based practice um, curriculum for the whole year. So the first thing that they do is eat slow. doesn't matter what you eat, where you <laughs> eat, with whom you eat. The first slow two food, weeks, yeah. <laughs> let's focus, mm -hmm. slow down, concentrate on the one task of eating right mm -hmm. and then the second thing which is again I'm on I do the habits every year and I'm practicing alongside all these other clients is eat to 80% full so we all know what the yeah. Thanksgiving kicks in 120% <laughs> feels like and then the zero I have like eight like two banana chips and I'm hungry <laughs> half an hour later yeah. right so the 80% isn't what you're really focusing on but finding somewhere in between there mm. and the way we describe it to clients is you should be able to go on like a nice easy walk and not feel it and maybe even a jog or a small easy workout after you eat mm -hmm. okay so again this is a uh, the first two habits so before we get into the f the food amount and the food type mm -hmm. do we do proteins no proteins is it plant-based is it meat is it whatever we get that how to eat and a lot of times people see success a lot of gas bloating goes away they feel a lot more energized because they don't have these huge meals kind yeah. of bogging them down. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and then we're off to the races after that. We go through a protein, what's a veggie, and the amount sizes. Something that's interesting and your listeners can take away and use at their next meal, which I love, is portions, food portions. So a palm of protein would be your portion, okay? That's about three to four ounces if you're the numbers person, mm -hmm. okay? The ladies or the guys out there that are numbers people about three to four ounces of protein and that's that can be plant-based or meat or flesh mm -hmm. things that have eyes versus mm -hmm. no eyes right mm -hmm. a fist is your vegetables okay 
Cupped hand would be what we call smart carbs, so just carbs that are adding more value. Mm -hmm. This is kind of where precision nutrition, uh, the light bulb went off for me, of looking at food on a continuum, right? Instead of good versus bad, right? They can get into a lot of like rules and stuff and like kind of like mental gymnastics from better and worse. So there's foods that are going to make me feel better and give me more things mm -hmm. and there's foods that are gonna actually take things away, okay? So looking, where is my food on this continuum? So when you are in a stressful situation, you're at a summit somewhere learning about the best mm -hmm. farming practices and it's midnight, what am I going to eat? I'm starving, mm -hmm. right? If we're attached to the good and the bad, then it's, I'm not going to do that and I have to only do this. It goes back to that all or nothing mm -hmm. instead of always something. Yeah. So grab an apple, shine it neat, right? Or just something, again, along that, continuum that is going to help you with a with a better mindset right mm -hmm. and and that's for me what clicked was switching my mindset um, i think i've said mindset too many times no, no, no. Good. No, that's, people no. want that one i mean not saying one size fits all or people want that you know it's either right or it's wrong mm -hmm. they want they want it concrete and there's no there's no debate it's you know you're either vegan or you're yeah. one side and things like maybe it's just a Combination, moderation, yeah. combination, moderation of mm -hmm. just picking and choosing what you there's eat. Lot, there's a lot of extreme diets out there, and I'm not to say there's anything wrong with that. Mm -hmm. but, but then you also know. slow food is yeah. European. Slow mm -hmm. foods, they eat. It's, it's a meal. I mean, it's an event. When Europeans eat, mm -hmm. they eat. Fast food Americans, hey, they'll eat on the car. They eat in driving in traffic. It's like, yeah, you just look at it. You, well, it's it's bound something bound to happen. So 80% full. I find that... I tend to feel full like, what, 15 minutes later. Mm -hmm. If I eat till I'm full, 15 minutes later, I'm like, oh boy. But it's like, it kind of kicks in a little bit. I think your body goes, oh, okay, I'm happy. Mm -hmm. You know, because you can just stuff food in there until it's just, <laughs> until you're like, oh, wait, hold on, that's not good. <laughs> Stressful day. <laughs> Stress eating. Yeah, ice yes. cream, no. Cheese and chocolate. Bowl of ice cream. Cheese and chocolate. <laughs> we all have our foods of choice. So yeah. that's a good little segue. Of, we go through a lesson that talks about red light foods, mm -hmm. yellow light, and green light foods. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when anybody um, gets coaching or just wants coaching um, with precision nutrition and stuff like that, we take them through this exercise that green foods are the foods that are going to get you to your goals. Okay. Yellow light foods are the foods that if they're around, you can overeat them easily, okay? Mm -hmm. And then red light foods are like, it's a death sentence if I have these in the house, we need to get them away <laughs> because OMG, I'm gonna eat the entire <laughs> bag or tub or, or cookies, we've all been there, we've all been there. So um, it's part of the grocery, um, the grocery or the, the kitchen clean out lesson and, and we go through a whole thing like that of helping individuals and again families right you got families with different preferences so again to me give you these rules mm -hmm. that you have and to follow and allergies that's a huge one now and a lot of restaurants will accommodate i gotta say that if you mm -hmm. ask for what you want you can and will get it okay but yeah instead of giving you know a family of four a mom who's going to be doing some of the cooking the dad that will help out and pitch in or, or whatever the combination is you have four different preferences of food. So for me to give you just this arbitrary like rule of no carbs, like that's not going to fit in mm -hmm. with your lifestyle. And that's where um, as the coach, and if anybody's coaching you, hope they're asking you enough about your lifestyle 
okay, to get that information first, okay, and then now all of these strategies and tools that I've been studying for all these years, now I'm going to come up with a plan that's a lot better because you got one kid that loves mac and cheese. Well, how do we make that a little bit better, right? How do we maybe add some produce to his mac and cheese that that's the only thing he wants? Right? Throw in bananas because he likes bananas. Don't worry about how many carbs that is. He's eating a banana mm -hmm. and fresh produce, right? And you kind of you hide the spinach in the chocolate cake <laughs> kind of thing, you know. Um, but yeah, that's that's a that's another really one. That's another exercise that opened some kind of doors for me. I noticed that any kind of nut butter for me was my yellow light. So people, we used to call it, or at least I used to call it, it was my cheap food. I've gotten away from kind of that whole thing but I know if I have an entire jar and I come home and I'm stressed mm -hmm. that's what I go for so now what do I do I buy just the packets of almond butter and now I'm spending more money so I feel like oh man am I gonna really spend this money and then but the portion is already like there but then that that ties into some other stuff we cover in the program of you know emotions and and stuff like that and how that can drive are eating too, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? How stressful, and that's where some yeah, of the grounding Yeah, we have, we, you know, our past year. I told him that, year, we had a very stressful year. year. And it was, you say, well, they live on a farm, they work on a farm, they, they should eat things. It just was emotionally, or something was off, you know, mm -hmm. obviously it's a loss, and we're, we're slowly working back to. Toward well, health. You know, trying to have balanced meals, trying to have, you know, sit or down. have a meal. Yeah, it's a meal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Just he eats. But it's just because because of what happened, you, and then you also justify binging and mm -hmm. stuff like that mm -hmm. because it's comfort food from when dad's family, Belgium. You know, food and chocolate is you know love. You know, mm -hmm. and it's, that's what he grew up on, and then we took it off from that. We like chocolate. Mm -hmm. um, so we were slowly getting back to um, what we used to do. And big portions and mm -hmm. diet and stuff like that. So it's mm -hmm. taken us a while, and I said some of it's emotional and some of it's time. Just making yeah. Time I told you we not only did lost our dad but three people, so it was mm -hmm. a real rough year, just emotionally Dragging and physically too, because mm -hmm. it was a lot of stuff that we're so I you know feel we don't and we're not in the best of health. I like I said little sensitivities and things and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Um, so we're tweaking some things. We have Vitamix and stuff like that. Just trying to sweet. try to stay, do a step back because it was. Uh, a lot of tension, a lot of, and try to do a little bit more walk. walk yeah, try to walk more. And you were mentioning that the other day, just take a walk, you said, mm -hmm. um, when I was talking to the cafe. Just, you know, if you walk 10 minutes a day for. Oh, that saying? was a funny, yeah, it's yeah. a funny one. I was, it's, it's a silly little example, but like somebody that, say, hasn't exercised mm -hmm. in the last three months and they're thinking about it, not having, haven't been sold on going to any programs or whatever, but just they're thinking about getting some more movement in it. Okay. If you do 10 minutes a day, for seven days. You did 70 minutes of exercise you didn't do last week. So that's a win for me. And that's kind of the mindset shift. And most people have 10 minutes. I mean, most 10 people minutes, have, yeah. five minutes, and... Listen to a podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also just not even like, or a song. Parking, you know, you can park in that one down the street and it's fine. It'll be just trying to get the closest parking lot. I'm like, I'll park over oh, here, I'll take fine. the stairs. You know, I go to this place and there's an elevator. I take three flights of stairs, up and then down. That's just... called the no workout routine. <laughs> the no workout workout routine. Park as far away as you can and take the stairs every time. Yeah. So yeah. people are like, I don't like exercise. I hate sweating. I do not want to go near any kind of gym yeah. thing, yeah. an idea about it. 
cool. Park is far away every time. Yeah. Yeah. Take the stairs because that's that much more movement that you didn't get. Yeah. 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 yeah, I'm not always looking for the closest parking space. I'm just like, I mean, it's fine. I'll walk. It's I mean, if you realize like in ten minutes is like maybe two, three songs. Mm -hmm. Like listen to three songs at least three minutes well, each. Just that's that's three songs. Isn't that on your Pandora or whatever? It's a well, it's well known. <laughs> it's a well known thing that ten minutes a day is a new habit. If you did, if you devoted ten minutes a day to something, you're creating a new habit. Music. If you wanted to learn anything, okay. Yeah, they gardening. said anything you want to learn or a new habit you want to create, it's ten minutes a day, and that will become a new habit. That's all you need to do. I like that. I like the consistency part of that too, because mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes we and I've done this before too. We bite off more than we can chew, right? We're gonna do ten minutes in the morning, and then we're gonna do the half hour at lunch, and then we're gonna do the forty-five minutes after work, and then before you know it, it wiped out. Right? The C plus plan followed consistently is better than the A plus plan followed every once mm -hmm. in a while, mm -hmm. right? because you're mm -hmm. okay steady building you know and there's different research on it 21 days 72 days to build the habit but i like that i like the 10 minutes a day thing because most of us can make time which is actually our very first habit we teach people for two weeks all you practice is taking a either five minute action step okay, or making time so there's two different ones um, and that really just gets the ball rolling for people so they think they're going to get this crazy new nutrition plan guide and for the first two weeks all i'm saying is okay let's take an action yeah anything you want towards where you want to go with your goal uh, all right cool i'm gonna go buy a, a bag of apples and then every day i'm gonna eat an apple cool that was your five minute action step so you start to build some momentum then we get into the eat slow 80 percent, and yada yada but yeah i like the 10 minutes of consistent practice mm -hmm. Um, well, that becomes from, you know, learning guitar. You want to learn guitar and you're just like, you're looking at all these lesson plans. You're like, I don't have the time. And it's just 10 minutes a day. Play it. And that's all you need to do. And those 10 minutes will, they will accumulate mm -hmm. You know, just try it. And I, I have to do that with things that I want to learn too. Because I look at something, I'm just like, I don't have the time. And I'm like, okay, you can just do it. One yeah. little thing. Mm -hmm. Well, they say how to eat an elephant just once at a time. <laughs> that's that's one. Of, that's one of the. That's in one of the lessons that yeah. uh, they go through. It's and there's like an animation of that. It's like this huge elephant, and then there's like a fork. <laughs> and it's like one bite at a time. That's all you need to do. Yeah, and then so yeah, and like and you say food plays a key role in creative key role in you for getting well what did you find in your health journey for like stomach issues because um are you talking about for, the milkshake and yeah there I mean, seven yeah like, i mean we have stomach for i don't know it's dermis well, we have some some, stomachs some too, uh, so. genetics store emotions yeah we, in like the heart or the stomach we do stomach. we have stomach <laughs> we store all the emotions well. in the digestive area yeah. Yeah, a lot of my that's similar with my family. A lot of issues that people have either passed away with or just struggle with today are issues of the digestive tract that mm -hmm. may be spread somewhere else. Cancer of liver, but it mm -hmm. started, uh, and and I'm seeing that more and more with the kind of the field that I'm in, and um, a lot more people I think are listening to the signals and signs of their body and not just like oh I'm just you know gas farting burping like those are things that your body's trying to say hmm something's not right here right again it could be I'm eating too fast and you're totally heartburn. fine yeah, heartburn. right or again maybe we have some underlying issues but uh, 
I learned a lot of that stuff from Elena up mm-hmm. at Culture Club. She really helped me out with the fermented foods and mm-hmm. having these fermented foods at most meals, you know what I mean, to help and ease the digestion and stuff like that. But also playing it like almost a game or an experiment of which foods are really causing some of the issues, right? Taking a lot of notes really helped me in the very beginning of like, it was pretty tedious, not gonna lie to the, to the viewers out there, but every meal afterwards I would just take a log. Mm-hmm. I'm sneezing, I mm-hmm. my eyes are watering, my ears itch, you know, or whatever, mm-hmm. and then you start to build this thing over time. Ah, lactose intolerant, hmm, interesting. Even with raw milk and cheese like that, my stomach just like, ain't gonna hang. Mm-hmm. You know, some grains and beans sometimes, some grains and beans, uh, not other things. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So we just had a little mishap with one of the chairs, so we're gonna keep going. Um, yeah. So what did? Carry um, on. Yeah, carry on. Um, so what did you find that you know? So you basically kept a food diary. How long did it? You know, did you find that you started like uh, isolating the foods that were causing most of the issues? Um, I'd say pretty quick, probably like like four to six weeks. But mm-hmm. um, I've heard different kind of theories of like um, like food logging and, and experiment with different like protocols at like three to six months. Cause what I've done in the past and, and you guys can learn from the mistake is I'll try something mm-hmm. and maybe for a few days and go, okay, that's not working. Let me try something else. Let me try something else. Opposed to being consistent. And once you really get onto something and you're really consistent about it, like we were talking earlier, um, you really can find out a lot more about it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and natural, obviously natural takes time because you're not, if you say, well, three days versus three months, you might not feel it. I mean, you felt it, well, more or less instantly with the milkshake, you know, mm-hmm. if you're in tune with your body, but sometimes three days or three months, you're only going to feel it after three months, you know, mm-hmm. some different change. You know. Yeah, the one interesting thing that I learned too through um, the Czech Institute was three, um, was it two types, there's transit time. Okay, and retention time, and this goes into um, like rotation dieting, and there's a whole book and, and, and kind of philosophy around rotating your food. So if you eat dairy on Monday, <clears throat> you can't have it again till Friday, right? Because you're allowing time for that dairy to exit the body. So your transit time is when you eat a food and it goes mouth and out mm-hmm. right that's how long that takes but retention time is a lot longer so retention time could be anywhere up to 72 hours after you consume a food it can still be okay within the body from what i've from what i've learned um so that is kind of that whole protocol of if you feel like there's an offending food right having it less often is going to give you a bigger kind of wake up call when you have it. Mm-hmm. So if I have it Monday and Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, nothing back on Friday, whoa, that's the only thing that I added back in from Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, that maybe narrow down me, the, me yeah. the culprit, yeah. Uh, elimination protocols, there's a lot of work out there on that of just eliminate one thing, say for 30 days, and then reintroduce it at a pretty fair amount Right, mm-hmm. same thing. Gluten, you know, a lot of the offenders. Uh, obviously, if you're allergic, allergic, like mm-hmm. your throat's gonna close. That's something totally different. Yeah. We're talking more of intolerances mm-hmm. here, right? Making the distinction there. Your digestive um, issues. Yeah. 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 Versus so, uh, uh, emergency uh-huh. epipen kind of. Yeah, thing. I think those usually you know. <laughs> yeah, those, those are you yeah. Know. <laughs> yeah. 
I notice that when you come into the cafe, you're you're very um, high protein and you eat a lot of kales and salad. So um, you're finding that works for you. Um, you your said diet. Crohn's disease and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. So right now, um, kind of the the nutrition kind of protocols are all a mix of all these things I've been talking about, mm -hmm. but. Um, there's something called metabolic typing, mm -hmm. which is um, three pretty much types of plates. So I want you to visualize all the listeners like there's three plates. There's a protein type plate, mm -hmm. there's a mixed type plate, and then there's a carb-based type. So your carb base would be like three quarters of carbs, and then the last quarter will be like fats and proteins. A mixed would obviously be split right down the middle, and then your protein would be more like three quarters protein and healthy fats and then a smaller amount of vegetables. And this all comes from uh, like where your ancestry came from. If you were in, if you're north of the equator where it's very cold most of the year, there's not a lot of vegetation. So your body is adapted to kind of a higher protein and Eskimo fat, right? Eskimo. Exactly. Well, let's go to, let's go to the, like the very top, right? Yeah, and right. then everything in between. And then right. the equator is totally different. You know, you, you can eat the diet. Mediterranean diets. Mediterranean diets. Uh, um, tropical climates. Mm -hmm. and, you know, it doesn't, one size doesn't fit all. Yeah, yeah. When you come down towards the equator, what you notice is there's more sun. So there's a lot more growth, right? And a lot more, more plants. Fruits, so. Okay, and it's not a surprise that some of those types of protocols work for certain people, right? Um, not making a huge statement out here that like paleo is only for northern mm -hmm. people, yeah. but that's the question I'm more can like not concerned but just interested in of the people that love paleo and are really good at that protocol. Um, are they north of the equator? Okay. Is it a mix and match? Because you also have to take into account there's a small. Um, like variable here of wherever you're living at now mm -hmm. comes into play also if it's a hundred degrees out yeah. But I've got the lineage of the Eskimo that's gonna change well, that, my daily that's intake. Very we interesting had, we had that issue because our family comes from Belgium and Belgium is cold It's basically I think it's sort of like Wisconsin. I think they said the yeah. climate's like Wisconsin and but the family immigrated to Florida, Florida. So it's hot, humid, and tropical. In Belgium, they ate a lot of meat, a lot of not pastries, chocolate. a lot of chocolate. Potatoes. Mm -hmm. Potatoes, starches. But Florida, and then in Florida, that family immediate in Florida developed a lot of diabetes and health problems. And, but also, we but probably they the Belgian refined, diet. Yeah, see the refined, and also the refined sugar mm -hmm. versus it worked in Belgium mm -hmm. because they needed that they chocolate. They burned it all off. <laughs> for, for the cold and the thing. The lack there. of vitamin D. But it didn't work in Florida so much. Not to not say, so, but not, not, not I mean, not like I said, not one size fits all. But mm -hmm. you, you say, they're eating what their ancestors ate, but you're in you know, tropics with the humid. Yeah. And it's, so it's, might have to tweak it a little bit. There, think of it as like a tachometer. And the book, How to Eat and Move and Be Healthy, is exactly what I'm talking about. And you guys can find pictures of this online. You just type in Google. Uh, it, think of it as like a tachometer and Paul Cech has gone through so many clients that he's literally created this big chart of when you've had too much protein and fat, these are the symptoms, mm -hmm. right, of having that. When you've had too much carbohydrate or sugar, these are the symptoms and this is kind of like that sweet spot, right, you're revving the engine just mm -hmm. nice. Mm -hmm. So we always have this kind of, you know, he, he says, you know, about like a 60 minute window after a meal, okay, if, if our portions have got a little skewed, right? If we had a little bit too much protein and fat, you're kind of getting sleepy, lethargic, right? 
maybe having a little bit of more carbohydrate or a piece of fruit or something like that. And then vice versa, if we eat a, a meal of mainly just carbohydrates and we kind of feel kind of jittery, wired up, a little protein and fat. Because anytime you add protein and fat, you slow the absorption rate down. So if I have a banana, if I slow the absorption rate down, have a banana with almond butter, peanut butter. Mm -hmm. You're going to slow mm -hmm. that down. Right, because the digestion process takes longer for mm -hmm. fats and proteins than it does carbs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, think of it literally like you're revving the engine. Um, yeah. And yeah, yeah. that's a that's I, a big I mean, one. Speaking of adding the the oils, I, I had a couple months ago. I went over to somebody's house and I had brought soup, and he poured olive oil on his soup. He said, "Oh yeah, my dad taught me that. His dad was a health guy." He said, "Yeah, the oil in the soup helped with." Hmm. either just that carbohydrate thing he's like yeah i always put olive oil in my soup that could be one and then also I never thought of that and you guys probably already know this too but the fat soluble vitamins water soluble mm -hmm. vitamins mm -hmm. right so a lot of times if we're having produce that's f that has fat soluble vitamins locked in there mm -hmm. you actually have to have yeah, and consume it mm -hmm. with some sort of fat yeah right in order to lock that same thing with you know all raw or some cooked there's certain foods when you cook them the properties come out yeah and you're getting the nutrients mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah um so that you justin you, you nailed mm -hmm. it on the head of the, there's no one size fits all mm -hmm. right i like to say feeling not formula mm -hmm. yeah right so we could have these rules of this formula i'm supposed to follow but i'm not listening or feeling anything right it's mm -hmm. this art and science you yeah. gotta you gotta get that science part and that brain going but then also the art of well this, this article said that this is great, but now I'm, you know, having burping every 10 minutes. Yeah. Well, maybe it doesn't work for me. Yeah. Or maybe I'm not implementing it the right way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because that's a, like that people want that silver bullet or that one, this one's going to work. It's like, well, each body's different, mm -hmm. each metabolism's different. And each situation Genetics is different. different. Your, your climate's different. Mm -hmm. The way you your walk, health, what yeah. you're working, are you at a desk, mm -hmm. are you on the farm? Yeah. yeah. So it's like we were, moderation, you know, people go all... Vegan, raw, raw food, vegan, and that's that works for some people, and it works great. Other people, they need the they need meat. They need the meat mm -hmm. because it works for them yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. If you listen to your body, sometimes mm -hmm. it's it's very telling. Mm -hmm. you hear the, hear the symptoms. Something I can add to that too of um, that I invite a lot of people to experiment if they have an urge of wanting to do the all vegan thing. I became a Strict vegan overnight. I watched one documentary. This was at the height of my baseball career. I stopped eating meat and I just tried to eat nothing but um, plant-based foods, okay? And kind of where I'm going off on this tangent, you guys, is what are you learning about yourself when you're on these specific things, right? Are we taking diligent notes that when you do eat all plants, maybe your skin starts to clear up, you've got more energy now, you're getting live food in there but now I'm not recovering from exercise. So in my experience, when I did that extreme right overnight, stopped eating meat, I lost a lot of muscle very fast. Okay, and again, I may have done it wrong because again, I didn't plan and research this. I just, overnight I watched this documentary about how they treated animals and I'm out, I'm done. Not, oh, there's actually a way you can treat animals humanely and in and, and a living you know, relationship with them and, um, and stuff like that. But, so I did this, I lost a lot of muscle, 
When you lose muscle really fast, you lose strength. When you lose strength, you lose power. And when you're a baseball pitcher, when you have no power, you have no strength, and you have no, you create yourself an interesting little bind there of, I'm throwing it as hard as I can, but now on the radar gun, it's not going as fast, right? So that's something that in my experience I saw, again, not making any claims that mm -hmm. that's the wrong thing, because I actually learned something. I learned when I have more, live and raw foods actually get more energy from that so that goes back to your question when uh Ani sees me at the farmhouse rest farmhouse of you know she noticed i have a lot of protein with some raw veggies mm -hmm. right so you're having protein right you're having veggies right that's going to kind of eliminate some of what a lot of people will say if you're eating too much meat right you're not going to get very alkaline you're going to yeah. get acidic right mm -hmm. right so using that to kind of counterbalance some stuff mm -hmm. right and that's another big one alkaline versus mm -hmm. acidic well there's different parts your mouth right your colon and your stomach could have all different alkaline and acidity levels so just to say you got to be all alkaline or you got to be acidic it's more there's more to the story than that you know what i mean mm -hmm. um but yeah, yeah what are you learning when you do the experiments <laughs> mm -hmm. take notes yeah. do the whole meat and thing what are we learning? Do the nothing but banana thing. Like there's a guy I've seen somewhere going around the internet, just eat bananas. Only thing is eat bananas. Yeah, the people who eat only well, yeah. What are you learning from doing that? How long will that work for you? How long will that last? So when your body tells you, I need a banana, you know, you know when it's time to have a banana or you know after a workout you're tearing down flesh and your muscles. So yeah, maybe I do need to have more meat on that day. But the day that I'm just hanging out, not doing anything, maybe I don't have as much meat. Again, that's something that you guys can play with and find out. But again, I'm all about experimenting. Yeah, and playing around. one side to the other. Because it's very, even for us, with our garden or our farm or our business, people are like, I want to do what you're doing and I want to do it now. Mm -hmm. And you're like, what? Yeah, you got 30 years? Because it took 30 years to get here. You know, where's the sun? Where's the, the where's the shadows? Where's the soil? What's mm -hmm. the thing? Like, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, they're inspired, climates. which is totally, they, they're inspired to do it, but it's not going to be one size fits all, which was that, that's mantra too, because they see our film, mm -hmm. Homegrown Revolution on YouTube, and they want to go out and, then, do it. and they do it. And it's like, well, start small, start and, samples. And there's like different ages, you know. We're, I mean, and then there's your guy, we're girl, you know, so there's different, different you're, maybe what your works for you doesn't work. I need I mean, more of this. Between sisters, you're totally different. different ideal body weight. Mm -hmm. And know, skin my conditions. Build, my bill is different than Annie's. And, and mm -hmm. you know, and skin conditions. Paler than her. You know, it yeah. just depends on what you need. You know? It's like I need high amounts of B vitamins. I think you might need more of something else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you had a cool, um, a mantra on your, I think it was your website, eat, move, live. Yeah. So we eat, we move, and we live well. Okay. So that's a, a precision nutrition um, kind of claim to fame. Um, but eating good food, moving well, and living better kind of is what precision nutrition has really kind of taught me. Um, and that's kind of their, their tagline and their mantra. Um, Cause yeah, when you have a lot of, when you have those three things in a, in a working balance, I feel like things can go really good. Yeah. So your mission, it says on your website is to, you know, you know, rehabilitate bodies through nutrition and movement. So, um, and you're 
doing more of that i think in per, on personal levels too you personal mentioned how like you come into people's homes and you tech you know like like you're saying their food and help them with their situation yeah. and things like that maybe tell us um you know how people can find you and sure. um any yeah. any i mean there's a lot of information a lot of information maybe. like maybe say well boil it get down start, yeah. yeah just start simple you know go to read this book do this yeah i mean like maybe because we covered a lot Mm -hmm. of topics and a lot Mm -hmm. of yeah we we can i like to always um i always like to leave with some sort of action step right because we have this knowledge right but knowledge means nothing unless we turn that into something right an action step so i would just invite your listeners today to do something that is in supportive of their goals and their dream whatever that is if it's eating better moving or living um do something for 10 minutes, mm-hmm. like we were talking about. Um, a couple good book resources, um, or just online resources. Precision Nutrition, they have a bunch of free blogs and um, infographics. Another one is How to Eat, Move, and Be Healthy uh, by Paul Check. That is a, uh, a book that has combined the top and the best books into one. Mm-hmm. Right? Somebody asked him, you know, what's the best book? And he goes, well, it's mine because I've taken all of my years of doing all this stuff and all of these books, you know, the body's a system of systems. So um, there's a questionnaire in there that you literally can find out your unique eating style that we just talked about. Um, and you can also find out your overall stress load in that book. There's a questionnaire, right? So there's different key body systems and it'll point you right to where you can start taking some action step on certain body systems that may be a little too stressed. Mm-hmm. So there's like a red light, yellow light, green light. At the end, you get a total score. Are you in the red? Are you in the yellow? Are you in the green? Okay, and then there's a little exercise thing too. Uh, but yeah, I'm currently right here. I work up the street in La Crescenta at a great facility with Chad and Anna Skrotostu. Um I gotta shout them out. They've been great mentors for me. It's called 168 Fitness. Uh, 168 is the hours in the week. So the things that we are teaching our clients up there, um, we want that to jump outside of the walls of 168. So if somebody lifts a kettlebell that they didn't think they can lift, or uh, a great story, one of the members was like, the milk, it's so light. <laughs> and they grabbed the milk and they noticed the difference, you know, so that's cool. Um, if you guys have any questions out there, you can find me at dustintrains.com. Uh, Instagram is thedailydustin underscore. And um, I'll leave, I think if you guys do the show notes, I'll leave my yeah. phone number and my email because that's literally the best way. And uh, yeah, I'll find you, you at rest questions. eating. <laughs> yeah, and find me at rest like, if you're oh, local. Yeah. Okay, if you are abroad or far away and you are a farmer, I appreciate yeah. you guys very much. And I appreciate you guys for having me. Mm-hmm. Um, I am grateful for all of you guys' work because in order for me to live my dream, you guys are part of that. So thank you so much. Yeah, Appreciate you having taking the time and there's a lot of information sure, there. Yeah. Just shit. Too much. Yeah. Glad <laughs> to bring you back. Like I said, it's always when you're you come to the red cafe, it's like it's sort of food, but then I end up staying like five minutes because you're just always engage it's like you know, well, very you, engaging like conversation. So, yeah. Which is really good. You know, you're you're looking for better ways to yeah. do things. Because most people when they um, we've We've been vegetarian for a long time. It was because of one reason, and then people they become vegan for certain reasons, and we're still and searching. they they once they find it, then they stop. You know, like this is it. And mm-hmm. sometimes 
Okay, age, your body changes. Your body changes. The, um, also, the food is not the same mm -hmm. as it used to be. Yeah. Um, if you move and the climate's different than it used to be. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. What worked for you maybe five years ago doesn't work for yeah, you today. So if you're searching and asking questions like, yeah. why do I feel good or why do I feel bad? You know, yeah, I think I the chiropractor that worked on us, he said, oh, this is what he said. Um, a cup of spinach, um, he was, you know, while he was working on us, he said, oh, yeah, back in the 50s, you, all you had to do was a cup of spinach to get all your vitamins and minerals. He said, today, and this is what he said, you need, need 500 cups for that same cup of spinach. Yeah. I mean, that's what he said. The nutrient density, the, 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 yeah. the minerals, is gone. The, the humus and soil yeah, so is not as not live as... Uh, because I think we talked about a bushel of oats. I but, think we talked about it before. Yeah, we, they weighed a bushel mm -hmm. of oats, which is basically so, a, bear, uh, a basket of oats. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what it weighed 50, 100 years ago versus mm -hmm. what it weighs now, it's still the same bushel. Mm -hmm. And it's still the, technically the same oats, but they're lighter. Mm -hmm. huh. And it was fascinating because you said, well, it's the same thing also with tomatoes. If you look at it, it's a, it's a tomato, but it's not a tomato mm -hmm. and there's issues with minerals and monoculture and chemical farming in which we try to some people say well kale is kale and then they try our kale or our salad and it's like no it's not exactly. it's just not yeah so it so, all comes back to the food and the farm and the soil so it all starts basically in the soil it's the, and it that's works the, one, here, the life cycle the yeah. soil we eat the plants yeah. we eat the animals the animal eat the plants mm -hmm. we eat both of those and then one day we end up back in the soil so if we and our own vessel is rocking on all cylinders, we're going to be able to give and, back. And the seven-year cycle is another point we do for us, for listeners, we do the Sabbath. We take a break. Seven okay. day. We take a break. We take time off. Um, okay. It's a day of rest for us. So Body. The rejuvenation. Rejuvenation. Unplug from technology time as much off. as we can, obviously. A little bit. Um, time off. Take a break. Yeah. You know, so we take, one, for, we take one day off. We take off. one day off. Awesome. So... Yeah. Seven year cycles, seven week cycles, yeah. you know, we'll so, talk about that. Seven day cycle. Yeah. So, yeah, we can go on. So, we'll have to have <laughs> you on again. We yeah. We'll we have to hang out. Anything, some anything and everything for you guys. Thank yeah. you. Good. Thanks, Great. Thanks, Thanks for again for joining us. Yeah. Thank you guys, yeah. all you listeners. <laughs> this was my first one. Outcome. <laughs> <laughs>
Remember to follow us on our website, urbanhomestead.org. Also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. We love to hear your feedback. And if you'd like to become a podcast patron, go to urbanhomestead.org forward slash podcast.